0: we and i'm christian and this is episode 152 of shades of brown and we return uh in the new year
1: after uh is it really the new year is it really the new year let's let's be real i
0: guess i guess in the calendar it is but it's you know it's the same same old shit happening uh we returned we we took a longer break than was expected
1: because uh, uh, my macbook de- broke
0: <laughs> yeah mostly the technical difficulties well I, it, it didn't really break so
1: i guess to put in context because if y'all follow me online you probably see what i was posting about so like the touch bar stopped working and me and sad you and everyone listening knows who cares but it was like in my head i was like i should probably get this fixed before it becomes like a, no- a bigger problem you know i feel like when even like not even on like a mac right even like on your desktop pc right like you feel like if like if you opened your case and you saw that like one of the lights went out on your on your RAM, you'd probably think to yourself, that's not a big deal, but is that indicative of something else going on, right? Like this is just, I should probably replace it or you know, if they have a warranty thing, do it even though it's like not actually stopping it from working. I just don't want to like be out of my service period, right? And then have dead RAM or have a dead computer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you got to you got to get that fixed. So that is fixed
0: uh and we return and th- we're going to do uh a, a very class, well, a very classic uh, shades of brown. It's it's video games and also uh, we're gonna do chat apps discourse later on.
1: Uh, but don't so, worry though, CES, is next, worry. Week. CES, CES is next, is next week. CES next week,
0: and Samsung is doing their stuff next week as well. So it's gonna be hot uh, next week. So if you if you're looking for phone stuff and CES nonsense,
1: if you love us talking about drip, next week's gonna be gooey. No, uh, that was. <laughs> That, we, um, go, yes, just let's, yes. let's, let's, let's 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 I'm gonna edit that out. Let's, um, <laughs> let's,
0: let's start with uh let's, let's start with games of the year. So uh, how are we gonna do this? Do you want to talk about one game and then I talk about one of my games? Is that like yeah, 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 like yeah. So? We
1: do like a, a round robin. I think. Actually, I think any more than two people for round robin. Sure. Yeah. Okay. So you
0: can start then. uh You can start. So if we, your first game on the list here is Assassin's Creed. Odyssey, right? Uh, and, and I should mention this is not just like we it doesn't have to be games that were released in twenty twenty. It's just games that you thought were good and that you played in twenty
1: twenty. Yeah, yeah, like most lists, they're arbitrary arbitrations of arbitrariness, right? That's basically exactly. what this list is. Exactly. Um, so Assassin's
0: Creed Odyssey. So, so I'll I'll let you talk about Odyssey. So, so what, do, what did you what do you you, you finally started actually playing.
1: So, <laughs> so, so the thing is, right? So basically. Why I, uh, why Odyssey and not Valhalla is, I mean, Valhalla tears, um, super still, still tears. And I, you know, I'm not one of you PC gamers who lives my life of vsync off because I need frames immediately. You know, I, I enjoy, I enjoy not having screen tearing because it makes me a little sick to see like a bunch of torn frames, especially in the middle. But outside of that, um, I feel like Odyssey, while it's not a perfect game, Odyssey is a more well put together game than Valhalla in terms of combat. I should explain why I'm picking Odyssey this year though. It's because I played it this year because I bought it back when it came out. And you never you know when you like you, you buy a game like I have I think I own like three Final Fantasy games that I have yet to beat. Like I am I'm I'm pretty sure I'm I'm like halfway through my ten two remake or ten the ten remake on Xbox, but basically it was like I had gotten it and then I tried Stadia early in the year, right? And I'm like, I need a game to play and like of uh, Odyssey was on sale on Stadia for like twenty bucks, ten bucks, right? I was like, Okay, we'll try this out It's like the demo game, right? Outside of Destiny. I was like, let me try a different game outside of one that I, you know, that I, that I play all the time on console, anyways. And so, started picking it up and it's, it was pretty good. It was like, I, I think the, for, for folks who maybe play a bunch of Assassin's Creed or Ubisoft games, which I don't, like I don't, I do not engage with Ubisoft at all. So, really, the formula, like I can see now that I played Valhalla, right, where, where this formula comes in. And also, I played Watch Dogs 2 earlier in the year. So, I can see where the formula comes in, but, for someone who doesn't engage with it right as more of like a casual perspective, it wasn't that bothersome, right? Cause it's not like, oh, I've been doing this five years in a row for all these different releases, right? It was like, oh, hey, cool. I can climb some towers, do this thing, right? And it didn't, you know, it wasn't like repetitive. But obviously, the more I play Assassin's Creed games now, right, the more it will become. So Ubisoft, you should probably change some things. But outside, outside of that though, I think it's the, the thing that made it worth, worth, uh, game of the year list is that, It's, it's fun to just explore in that game in a way that I don't think Valhalla is. I think that, and I think it's mostly location, like it's, it's eternally summer and eternally autumn in, um, in, in Odyssey. Whereas Valhalla is a little more, you know, I mean, it's the UK, so everything's, there's a little drab, right? From their food to how they dress, right? It's all like fuck Europe, really. But, but, um, I think that Odyssey had more of a, Brighter palette that made it more more fun to go around and explore areas, even though I think that' to its detriment which Valhalla did fix there was less to do when you did explore, and as well to the the main campaign was pretty good, and since I've never touched any of the real world stuff, I had like these two confusing scenes right but it wasn't like it wasn't overbearing on the story right the main the actual story itself was contained enough, and I think that a lot of the side quests were were fun to do like I think i I don't know if we ever talked about it in the pod, right? But there's that one island where you just land there randomly. And there's like some love triangle story of trying to reclaim the island. And it's like nowhere near the main campaign. Mykonos Island, I think it's called, right? And it was just like, it was just like random. Didn't even think, you know, didn't even know that that was there. And those are the sorts of like experiences you have, right? It's like, I, you know, I'm going to spend an hour playing this game. And I can usually get a pretty good, like, you know, a good, good amount of progress. And also a good story experience out of that hour I put into it. So I feel like, I feel like because of that, that's what I usually look like for games nowadays. Cause I, I don't, I'm not, I'm not young anymore. I don't have the ability. Well, I mean, I do when destiny comes out, but outside of destiny, I don't have the ability to like, you know, power through a game, even though it's like not the best. Right. <laughs> like if someone tells me like, oh, this game is shit at the beginning, but keep playing it. Cause it gets better later. I'm gonna be like, no, cause I don't, if this, I, I, I can't do Final Fantasy 14. Cause if 90 hours in, it becomes an amazing experience. What, what that's ninety hours. I'm never getting back. That's ninety hours of your life.
0: Yeah, that's ninety hours of your life playing uh, boring content.
1: So yeah, honestly, I think I when
0: I played it, uh, I I thought like Cassandra was a very good character. Uh, Cassandra as a character, but it. I think Cassandra was surpassed this year in Valhalla, which I'll talk about later. But like Cassandra, at the time, was a pretty good character. And the main story, I had some, especially near the end, the endings
1: of the story are um, questionable. Well, I should say, I got the best ending without knowing it, and you got the shit ending. So I think that's why we have different opinions. Because I actually, I didn't even realize until I Googled it, right, that I got the best ending in the game.
0: Right. So, and I got the bad, and it's it's not a good. It was, I felt like, eh? That, that's it that's that, that's that's the whole thing um yeah it was, it was it was like the end of the story was a little unsatisfying so that was that was my opinion the odyssey the odyssey yeah it's, it's it's like the combat stuff was fine i enjoyed the combat stuff the the abilities uh it does get a little like and the, when you near like the end game it's just like you can just spam abilities and like fucking melt enemies which is a, the same problem that valhalla has i think that's just a it's the result of the the design of the combat system there. the abilities become kind of OP uh, if you just keep stacking them. So you don't have to, but if you, if you keep stacking the abilities, uh, you're gonna just like burn enemies very fast. So that's 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 Odyssey. I like one of the things I like about Odyssey, as you mentioned, is the world. Like I like sailing around like the Greek islands more than I. Okay, let's, I'm gonna say that sailing in Valhalla is is, is shit uh it's 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 garbage uh, i don't like sailing on rivers like it's it sucks it's boring um uh, it's more interesting to do the sea stuff uh, the sea combat uh i i do
1: i know you don't enjoy the
0: sea combat uh
1: like the the ship ship combats are bad fuck ship combat me and the homies hate ship combat
0: we <laughs> don't like ship combat i love i love me some black flag style ship combat uh it's it's kind of fun for me it's not like most enjoyable like it's fine it's uh it, they could improve on it for sure but it's it was fun like the, the greek islands were more, much more interesting to sail around in for sure uh so that's uh odyssey for my perspective let's let me talk about uh one of my games uh the first on the list is
1: Actually, I just want to, I want to interrupt real quick because I was trying to find an episode that we, so I can link to in the show notes where we talked about the game in depth. Cause obviously we talked about all these games before in prior episodes. Do not Google Shades of Brown Odyssey. Cause the first result is pol- politics and activism, Shades of Brown. Our society is unknowingly encouraging racism and it needs to stop from 2016. First uh, sentence here. People whose ancestors are of Eastern European descent are not the only ones who become racist. Although, according to the media, they are the only people with hate in their hearts. Oof. Yeah. uh, Don't. Don't. I will. I will. I will find these links a different way. But yes, friends, don't (laughs) don't. (laughs) Yeah, don't. Yeah,
0: if you might, we should probably just use the search on our like on our website instead directly because otherwise you're going to get stuff like that. Um, So Final Fantasy 7 Remake. Um, So I, I guess I should, like, preface this by saying that this is my first single-player Final Fantasy game. Uh, before Final Fantasy VII Remake, I played a little bit of uh, Final Fantasy XIV, the, the MMORPG, right? Uh, which I did, like, I played a little bit. I wasn't really enjoying it that much, so I, I stopped playing. Uh, so this is, I I really would say this is, like, the only Final Fantasy game I actually played. Uh, I don't really count FF fourteen. So, FF Seven Remake uh, on the on the PS Four, which it's still a PS Four exclusive as of now. Uh, so that's that's where I played uh, this game. And this, and going into this, uh, I I try to like be open minded about five. Like because I, I I don't know for some reason I I picked, I don't know where I picked up like some weird irrational. Hatred of the Final Fantasy series. Uh, I, I, I don't know why. Uh, at some point, uh, maybe as a teenager, I picked it up somewhere. Uh, but I tried to, like, you know, go to this, like, try to keep an open mind, try to, like, play the series as it is. Uh, try to, like, remove what my expectations and, like, what I thought Final Fantasy was. And really, I don't, it is a very good game. Like, I, I would say Final Fantasy VII Remake is... I haven't played the original obviously I have I don't really have any uh nostalgia for for the for the series or for these characters or even the world right uh I I went into this completely like sort of without any of that and I really enjoyed like all the all the all the main characters you know Tifa Aerith Cloud uh Barrett you know the rest of the crew Jesse is especially one of my favorites um I love the, I love the environment design in this game. All the environment there, the environments are, uh, small, but extremely well, like, well, like a lot of detail in, in, these little environments, a lot of little NPC interactions. Uh, environmental design is just very solid. The music is incredible. Uh, which I, I guess should not be surprising coming from, uh, a Final Fantasy game. Uh, love me some, uh, what was, what's, what's the Final Fantasy, uh, so what? What's the classic Final Fantasy track that everybody talks about? Uh, not Dancing
1: Mad. It's the other one. I mean, it's the Insuperior one. One, winged angel. Uh, yeah, uh, the
0: one, one-winged angel. What, what, you bro. When I, what I on one-winged angel kicks in. I'm not gonna like spoil when it comes in, but when it kicks in, ooh. That's that's a, that's a top tier game, top tier moment right there. Uh, and, and yeah, the music in general, like throughout, like throughout the various uh, points of the game, like it's it's very very well composed and very well done. Uh, the uh, the combat system. Okay, so the combat system, especially, I think I enjoyed the most because it is not turn based. It's a Kingdom it is, Hearts game. It's it's a kingdom. It's more like Kingdom Hearts. It's more. It's it's semi. I would call it not a real, entirely real time system, right? Because I would call it like a semi.
1: I think the the technical the way this square refers to it. I'm going off memory here, so I might be wrong, but I think it's like ATB, active time battle system, something like that.
0: Yeah, the active time battle. Uh so you have like an atB gauge and you can do various moves using like you can do special like moves using you can use the ATP gauge to like use up the ATP gauge to do moves right uh like every and one of those things that I really enjoyed about this game was that every character in your party has different abilities and are good and is good at different um uh, like different thing like different uh they have unique weapons right every character every character named character in your party. As different uh, weapons, and you can get different uh, weapons throughout the game that sort of change up the playstyle. Uh, like like every, like Garrett can have different sorts of uh, big mini like mini guns on his hands, you know. It's kind of cool, uh, and it's also like the the materia system in this game, right? The materia system where it is where you can like slot in uh, different materia into your into your various weapons, right, or into your armor. That will change up various things. Like if you want to focus on like a magic build, right? Or if you want to focus on uh focus on a damage build or a defensive, like a tank, like if you wanna usually uh like giving Baird a lot of defensive material is good because Baird is like Barret has a lot of health, right? Uh so you can like sort of make him like a tank, like in the in the in the in the stereotypical uh holy trinity uh, tank support duo, right? Like you can sort of like a tank. Uh and it's just like I, I just enjoy the combat a lot. And it's not like I I it's not too difficult. Like if you are not like I'm not very good at the combat and I've like seen people who are much better at the combat system than I am. But even if you're like terrible at the combat, it's not too punishing. Uh some of the boss fights are a little difficult if you're not very good at the combat, but it's like it's not too not too difficult. So I, I got through it. Uh I did enjoy like the the combat looks very, very good. Uh like all the animations are especially like Tifa's. Uh, all Tifa's, like brawl animations are like extremely good uh one of the few minor criticisms is it didn't really detract from the uh, overall experience is that uh, as as people who might have played this game know there are some texture streaming loading issues bugs uh in this game where just some textures just don't load the the full resolution version they just load load, load like a very low res placeholder or whatever like it's it's a like it's a pretty if you, if you look carefully some textures just don't like they don't load uh like that that, that is an issue on this game and as far as i uh, as far as i know this game didn't get any patches after its initial release right uh and I, and you told me this is normal for uh square enix games um like I, like I, the oh yeah
1: yeah yeah square enix like um kingdom hearts 3 still runs at like a I mean, obviously, this this issue too, right? They're, these are both brute forced by just upgrading to a Series X or a PS5, because then you no longer have any bottlenecks. But like on the um on the console version of Kingdom Hearts Three, right? That still runs at a very uh, unstable forty five FPS in the high frame rate mode, right? Like that has not been fixed at all in in since then. So yeah, Square Enix is very much a uh, post launch support. Final Fantasy fifteen, I think, is the only one that's really ever gotten like significant post launch support.
0: Yeah, that's yeah, that's that's true. And, and I, I, I this is eventually gonna get a a PC release. So which I'm looking forward to seeing sometime like, this year. Know, yeah, sometimes. Uh, so sometime in 2021, we're gonna get a FS7R uh, release on PC, and I'm looking forward to like what like uh what like a PC version can do with higher uh with better hardware.
1: Ooh, it's going to have DLSS too, because 15 had DLSS, right? And I think they're on... Yeah, well, I mean, this is Unreal, and, and 15 was on Luminous. But I think since Square Enix has already been putting DLSS into their PC releases... I I would not. It, it would make sense for this to also have like DLSS. I don't think they go full ray tracing, but I definitely think DLSS would be a possibility.
0: No, I don't. I don't know if this game would benefit too much from ray tracing. I mean, it might a little bit, but I don't think it's like
1: a. Well, everything's big, static, right? There's not like no real time system, real time of day or anything like that in it, so I don't think it'd be too beneficial. But definitely DLSS can help. DLSS.
0: I would love to see what like better hardware can do for this game, and uh, like they should like fix those uh, texture streaming bugs, texture loading bugs. So, so like random objects in the world don't look like absolute shit. Uh, so that's 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 Final Fantasy VII remake. I I enjoyed it. Uh, this is obviously the first part. This is of the of the remake. Like them gonna what, how many games did they say they were gonna put this into? Too uh, many. Like through, I think too many. Too, is the, uh, too is many. Is too many. But yeah, uh, when the next one comes out, obviously I'm I'm gonna be picking. I'm looking forward to picking that up. I'm looking forward to seeing. What more Kingdom Hearts is nonsense uh, is going to happen?
1: Also, hopefully, the uh, the exclusivity was only for this first release, right? And the next one will be. Yeah, milky. I
0: I really hope the next one is on PC because I am not like I have I still have my PS4, uh, but I I don't really want to buy a PS5 uh, just to get uh, just play this game. Please,
1: Square Enix, do it so you can reduce the amount of carbon emissions that come from that household. That that twenty eighty Ti, bro. I know, I know that thing is that thing runs hot.
0: Yeah, so just give me this on PC please square Enix. I would love to play this uh I would love to, I would love to play the next part of this series and look forward to see what that what the hell happens with that story because that story is uh, ridiculous. Uh so that like I I don't have anything else to say about it. Like it's it's, it's I'm surprised I was, I was very happy that it was a good game uh and it was pretty early in this uh year 2. It was like when I was like March uh
1: April. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it was a s- it was around I mean it was actually yeah, as March it was around the same time the next game yeah. know, came out
0: okay so so that is Final fantasy seven remake uh, you have what do you have you have doom eternal Yes. so, so, so let's let's talk about uh, let's talk about do the doom slayer uh, so 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 doom eternal uh so what do you think about so
1: i i think i think the reason i'm putting doom maternal on this list maybe it's maybe less of like this was a great game but rather this was the only game if you get what i'm saying right like 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 say for example like gears tactics right um if if, if xcom which like you're gonna talk about later i know didn't come out and gears tactics was the only tactical squad game we had this year i imagine you'd probably put that on your list right because it's a good game it's not a bad game but there's there nothing better, right? XCOM's obviously better than Gears Tactics, but that doesn't make Gears Tactics a bad game, and that's the same way I'm gonna present Doom Eternal. If there was a not Halo Infinite, because that would have been hot trash, but if a better single player shooter game had came out, right, I would have probably not had put Doom Eternal on this list in lieu of that. But this is the only like single-player shooter game we got, it's pretty good. You know, I mean, obviously the the main complaint, of course, is always the Marauder, but you know, outside of that I think it was good. Also, I did end up finishing the DLC. You know, I did go through the DLC that came out.
0: Oh, yeah. Okay. 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 Good. So how 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 was the DLC? Uh, was that? It, I mean, then? it
1: suffered from you just got to turn it down on easy when you get into places where there's two marauders at once. You know, like if. But I, I think I think what what the game ultimately still excels at is how good it plays. Right, like the combat, and it still feels great. Level design is great. And the atmosphere it makes is great, and even and even though it's flawed with with the fucking, it's always a marauders, right? It's flawed with that. It's still, it's not a bad game, right? Like I still wouldn't feel bad telling someone, hey, do you, you like a shooty game? Play some Doom, right? And I think, and this is going to be, I think this is going to be more more of a hot take. It's still better than Doom twenty sixteen. I think that Doom twenty sixteen was a, is still a good game on its own, but this game is. St- Better paced than Doom twenty sixteen was.
0: So I like I I feel about like Doom Eternal versus Doom twenty sixteen right like Doom tw- I Doom twenty sixteen in some ways I prefer Doom twenty sixteen because it's much simpler. But also like in some ways I felt like Doom Eternal like added too many mechanics at the same time. Like I sometimes like it feels like there's too much going on in any particular fight. But it never felt like never felt like. Like, yeah, uh like I don't I want to stop playing. The only thing that made me want to stop playing is the is the is the Marauders, right? Like the Marauders were were the thing that was just that the reason it is not on my list is because the Marauders uh fuck like fuck that up. Like they, they if the Marauders didn't exist uh in this game, uh, it would it would be on this list. But uh I, I, I sincerely hope that if they make another of these Doom games, um I hope they three rethink uh the Marauder design and hope they remove it or rework it because uh I'm not I'm not a I'm not a fan uh, of the Marauder. Uh so strictly speaking, that that didn't exist in in Doom 2016. So, you know. Otherwise it's it's a solid shooter. Like I I, I, I played it. I, I did it I finished I do not I d I don't I don't wanna go back to the DLC if I'm being perfectly honest. Uh like I got my fill of Doom, like Doom is like like I enjoyed it, but it's 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 not like I don't I don't really want to do more of it at this point.
1: Yeah, yeah, I only picked it up because it was it was in the loo before Destiny, right? So I needed like you know it was it was there for me at the right time. Also, I got a discount on it with a game pass, so you know <laughs> I didn't pay full price for it. So that that's always that's always uh, always nice. Uh,
0: so um, I uh, my next game uh, is as you were talking about a uh, uh, XCOM. This is this is XCOM. Chimera Squad which I almost forgot I played like I almost forgot about this fucking game because this year has been the longest year of our lives um uh, but this this game is um I guess you could call it yeah yeah it's SWAT simulator basically you play it like it's like SWAT but XCOM um so XCOM Chimera Squad is like uh like a more a uh, much more streamlined like like it's sort of like I guess you could call it a spin off uh from the series, right? From the mainline XCOM series. This is like you have pre-made characters uh for your squad, right? Not characters like uh proc Gen characters, uh like an XCOM 2 or an XCOM, XCOM uh enemy unknown. Um so you have that, you there's uh there's a there's a lot of story stuff going on. Uh it's I I enjoy this game a lot actually because mostly I, I don't actually enjoy the character building stuff in XCOM 2. I do enjoy the sort of like the strategy aspects of it, but like, I don't really enjoy like the sort of people really get into like building like different squads with characters and like all that stuff. That was not never really my thing. So I really enjoyed this more streamlined sort of having these pre-made characters with, with voice lines, right. Uh, Every character is sort of good at different things and has different abilities. And and also the interesting thing about this game is that you have it because this, this takes part uh, in the timeline where it's after like the, after the war has ended and aliens and uh, humans live together and in peace. Uh, so, uh, well, well, mostly peace, but like aliens. So you have aliens in your squad, right? So you have, you have a mutant, you have a sectoid in your squad, right? Like that's pretty interesting to see sort of that. It's not just humans, right? It, it's pretty interesting to see that. Uh the the story stuff is funny. There's some funny like little bits of dialogue. Uh I feel like the writing really sort of carries this game more than more than I expected it to. Uh, like and also like from mechanical perspective, the game is interesting because it uses it doesn't do turns the same way XCOM two did. It does where it's like it's not entirely just like you you do your moves, like every character in your squad do your moves is and then the enemy does their move. It's not like that. it there's a turn order. So every character is in this is in a queue of turns, right? So you you can mess with the turn order of the enemy and your turn order. So and like that's this how the strategy is is like the that is very interesting to me because it sort of creates this sort of meta game where you sort of trying to micromanage your turn order, try to have the most optimal turn order for your squad, and to try to like mess up the enemy's turn order so they can't uh, so they can't do their moves or whatever, right? Like that that is the sort of uh, strategy. This is in this game, which I thought is very, 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 very interesting. Um, and it's 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 a nice little str- like it's uh, one of the things about this game is pretty. It's not very long. Uh, it has a story campaign that's not not particularly long, uh, and it is quite interesting uh, to play all the story beats. Uh, I, I, I did enjoy did enjoy playing this uh, sh- a shorter XCOM game. I would love to see them do more of these. To be honest, like I would love to see them do more. St- these smaller more focused games from access. uh i i think it would be pretty like i like xcom 2 is one thing but like those are like big old, sprawling games uh i love love more streamlined games like this please uh so that's xcom chimera squad i know you didn't play this one so This one is a PC only release, as far as I know. Uh, So
1: honestly, I wouldn't try playing it even if it was on console because I tried playing Gears Tactics, and I feel like I need I need like I I feel like I need a bigger monitor and a mouse and keyboard because it just doesn't. It kind of works with a controller, right? But it doesn't really.
0: Yeah, I feel like strategy, like especially turn based, uh, uh, real time strategy games, kind of are hard to translate to a a controller based, uh, like console based setup. For sure, like uh, I know Halo Wars tried that, right? Halo Wars two uh, tried that, so that that was a that was an attempt. But really, like strategy has mostly been the domain of the PCs still. Um, so that XCOM Chimera Squad, it's, it's if you like uh, turn based strategy, especially if you like XCOM, I would recommend you give it a shot. Like it's 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 a nice little game, uh, and I don't think it's full price. I don't know what the price is right now, but I don't. I think it was like. Thirty dollars or twenty dollars, twenty five dollars. I don't remember when it came out, so it's probably that at this point. So you know, uh, it's 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 a, what what a shot if you're into if you're if you play on PC and if you're into like strategy games, it's uh, worth a shot. So your next game is is uh, is an uh, Apple arcade game uh, called uh, Guildings. So. Tell tell me a little bit about Gildings. I actually don't remember what the premise was or what what the game is like.
1: So, Guildings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Basically the premise is it's like the way I guess I would want to describe it, it's like kind of like a turn-based RPG where you you play as like a bunch of teens who type who write like teens, right? It's very much like I'm on Tumblr, bad capitalization, no real grammar being used, but that's part of the charm of it, right? Cuz everyone's also questionably gay, you know? so it's like you're just basically going like the the first chapter right because this is the second chapter that came out this year last year is where the first chapter came out which is why I'm putting it on two times in a row because the writing in this game the dev team makes it they're fucking great but basically the premise of the first one was right you got to save your sister from make out island which is and you go through and instead of like actual combat it's like um, battling with status effects right the, the game frames it as like fighting emotions right where like Enemies can make you upset. Enemies can make you sad, right? And that means you can't. You run. You might run out of charge on your phone, and uh, and you get defeated when your when your battery dies out, right? So you, so you basically like have to battle different status effects, right? And, and empty the opponent's battery before you empty yours. And it's very for for a game that actually there's no actual combat, right? It's more of like status effects, debuffs and buffs, right? The combat's very done very well. The art style is great. The writing is great. And I think the this new chapter is just a continuation of what we had last year, which honestly was a little too short. But you know, I I'm very happy that they went back to some of the older content, added side quests, right, and then expanded the main story. And so, I would say this is very much worth getting a month of Apple Arcade, just playing through it, you know, and then you know, uh, you know, whenever they're really smart, you know, subscribing afterwards. I, I just think that for for because uh, y'all got phones, right? So this game is <laughs> this game is worth it if you do have an iOS device. So, so I, okay, so this,
0: I, I, I was gonna, I, 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 know you don't have an iPad, but like, is this one of those ones that you should play on your phone and not your iPad? Uh, I feel like maybe it's like a more like a phone game than it is an iPad.
1: Uh, I've played it on the Mac and I've played it on the, um, iPhone, and the game works well with a controller and touch because it's, it's mostly like you're dragging on a screen to make the characters walk around or using the controller input, right? And then when you're doing the, um, the battle system right it's like obviously controlling the menu, select the items of the controller or just tapping on them, so like the UI does scale in a way that I think it's your choice right if you if you want to play it on a bigger screen of a controller, I don't think you're gonna have any less of it of a of a fun time right
0: yeah i I kind of want to play these games on an iPad just to have like a little bit more like more room to move around my fingers and stuff or a, or a controller so i am I'm, I'm actually i didn't get around to trying this particular iIP arcade game last year. So I want to like give these uh, some of these. I want to take a look at Apple Arcade again and see what what's there now and try this out and s- try some other. I know there are some other games on Apple Arcade that are pretty good.
1: Yeah, definitely. Because yeah, the thing about like Apple Arcade is right is that I I still don't think it's worth paying for on its own. But if you like me, right, have like an Apple One subscription because you already use like all the other shit like iCloud storage and um um we never talked about Fitness Plus, but i using I've been using Fitness Plus, but you know that uh, mostly iCloud storage and um, Apple Music. Then th- that's included on all of them, Apple Arcade is. And so, I mean, I would say, like, some some games to recommend if you do check it out are um, I think mean, we talked about Assembly of Care last year, it's always a good one. Exit the Gungeon's on there, so, I mean, if you've never played Exit the Gungeon, you know, you, you I know you can get it on PC, right, so it's there. Um, Grindstone's still good. New, new ones that came out this year. Little Orpheus, um, I believe it might have a PC release, is good. Um, I know they talked about it on Waypoint. Also, um what is it Work cards fall if you haven't played that yet what the golf got a bunch of updates throughout the year and what the golf is still still great of course Cyan
0: Cyanar uh, wild hearts is still there right it's on pc now but like i know uh i don't know not everybody's played. i mean it's on consoles as well i believe sayonara wild hearts is now on consoles so if you
1: south of the circle is a good one too um if you like the rains game one called rains beyond which is in space takes place in space launch and that's pretty good as well um and there's one i am actually been checking out. It's by... So, Oceanhorn is um, a Zelda clone. But in the Oceanhorn universe, because apparently this game has lore, Chronos uh, Dungeon, which is now, like, a dungeon crawler game based in this universe, that has, like, a little sprite, you know, a little, like, 2D artwork style. I've been playing through some of that, and it's been pretty fun. Um, I don't know. I haven't beaten it yet, so I can't say if it's, like, you know... Actually a great game, but I would try it out if you like, you know, dungeon crawler sort of sort of games. You know, it's over top um top head is it right? Or over the head or over you know, like when you're viewing from a
0: isometric, is that the word for it? Iso- I- yeah, isometric. Yeah, isometric is the one, yeah.
1: Yeah, so That's it's like more one. Of one of those isometric style games. So I've been having some fun with it. So there's definitely like like I, I just still don't think it's not like Game Pass. For Game Pass, I can be like if you sign up for Game Pass, right? You like you got bangers after bangers, you know. Like it's not it's not hasn't reached that level yet, but I, I think I think compared compared to free to play games outside of Genshin Impact, you know, like you're gonna have more fun of Apple Arcade than you would having five dollars on Gotcha. Don't at me. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Trust me. Yeah, definitely. There's a lot of lot of good little games that uh, I I think are worth checking out for sure. Like, it, and it's also one of those things. that if you don't wanna if you don't wanna play free to play games with uh, microtransactions on mobile, uh, Apple Arcade is that. Uh, so that's that's one thing to keep in mind, right? And like. If you have kids or whatnot, uh you don't want them to be to seeing microtransactions or whatever you know uh Apple arcade might be worth a shot uh my next game uh is another strategy game actually. I put two of these in a the row uh Crusader King's three uh, uh- <laughs> Crusader Kings 3, holy shit. Uh, is,
1: Speaking about Game Pass too, this one is on Game Pass. Yeah, this one is on
0: Game Pass and I recommend, okay, I'm going to talk about it a little bit and then you can, I, I'll, I'll say like, you can try it on Game Pass, but like the Game Pass is the reason I tried this game in the first place because it was uh, available on Game Pass and I had to trial uh, for Game Pass still around, so I, I, I signed up for the trial and I tried the uh, Crus- I tried Crusader Kings 3. And it is It is a grand strategy strategy game made by uh, Paradox. uh, For those who are not aware, Paradox makes uh, grand strategy games like uh, the previous Crusader Kings game, Victoria, uh, Stellaris, uh, uh, Hearts of Iron, uh, stuff like that. If you you are in the grand strategy space, you probably know what I'm talking about. But this is, if you've never played a grand strategy game, Uh, and you're like afraid because they look intimidating and they are quite intimidating in my opinion like a lot of them are very hard to kind of get into because there's a lot of systems and a lot of little things that are like it feels overwhelming but Crusader Kings 3 I feel like if you're if you're if you're not if you're if you're a strategy player but you don't you don't really want to you never never played a grand strategy game uh, Crusader Kings 3 is like the perfect like start to getting into into a into a grand strategy game because I feel like for me I was I was hesitant to really get into grand strategy games before this one because I was like these seem too complex there are too many systems I don't know if I if I really want to get into this sort of game but this game has like a really nice sort of on ramp its tutorial is surprisingly quite good it has a little tutorial campaign where it, it basically puts you in uh, like in this campaign uh in in ireland and you they'll teach you all about the basic mechanics of the game and then it'll be like all right now you just just play the game just do this exact camp and just continue after the tutorial finishes and you can sort of like play that and sort of understand how the game works and like the game is like there's a lot of mechanics i still don't like 100% understand all the time especially things like succession laws and all that stuff like i don't I wouldn't say I am I'm I'm very good at this game, or like even like like massively like I don't understand all the systems a hundred percent, but it is still quite fun to just fuck around and try and do different things in different playthroughs and see what happens. And ultimately, it's like uh, it's really a game about like managing what other characters think about you, right? Like it's about it's a lot of about opinion management and a lot of like trying to get people to like you, trying to like get convinced people to give you stuff or try to convince people to be your vassal and etc stuff like that so and then there's like no like wrong way to play this game i feel like and it's one of those things that you can just play it i mean you can obviously play it the most optimal way if you want to do something like you want to like take over like create an empire or whatever but like if you want to just fuck around and create your like own little stories and like create your own little like fun you're going to create your own little religion and like do whatever then you can you can do that right the game doesn't like there's no the game doesn't like stop you or like doesn't really try to like be like you have to do this way or you won't like there's no like there's not really like a particular win condition so it's like you just just do whatever uh and that's it's pretty fun i i i start i actually gonna start i actually I recently, I started a campaign which I lost pretty quick because uh, I had what uh, the one of the old, one of the, one of the few one of the old, I think the only like loose condition in this game is if you have if you have no heirs who can get any of your titles, then the game ends. Uh, which happened uh, to me because I was not being particularly very careful, uh, and I didn't have any heirs, and not all my heirs died or whatever. Like it was, uh, and then I lost the game. That's like the only time you actually uh lose the game. That's the first time I've ever lost the game. So, you know, it's it's pretty fun. Uh, and you can do a lot of there's a lot of very like a lot of different kind of campaigns, not just European campaigns. Uh you can play in Africa, you can play in India, uh, you can play like the various era, uh, Middle Eastern empires, you can play as sort of like the Mongols. Oh not the Mongols, but like sort of like the e- the Eastern empires as well. Like it's is pretty varied in, in some sort of the sort of like the various cultural beats. So you know, uh, and I'm looking forward to seeing what they add with uh, DLC and all. Because Paradox is obviously their business model is all about DLC. So uh, looking forward to seeing what else they add uh, going forward, or what other
1: campaigns. And stuff.
0: Uh, this is another one that you don't play because this is also a PC only game
1: but uh i know you've i would i would i would want to pick it up if it was on console like i would even though i imagine this ui probably doesn't scale well to a controller no no,
0: i i don't it's a really a mouse and keyboard based ui uh it's really really not i don't think it's meant for console at all like it's really designed for a
1: paradox hopefully once a game pass comes to you know the web right maybe they'll start throwing some pc games in and maybe i can do it that way
0: Sure. Uh, I mean, this is one of those things that you could play on a streaming service and not be worried about latency or whatever, right? Oh yeah, because I
1: guess I could do it through GeForce now. if I pick yeah, it up on Steam. Yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah, true, true, yeah, true, true, true. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You could, this is one of those things where you don't have to worry about latency. You can pause whatever you want. You can, you can pause as long as you want. Like it's, it's not, it's not, uh, it's not really that latency sensitive. So it is one of those things that's ideal for something like, uh, X Cloud or stadia or whatever. Uh, so yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, in a, in an era of this year of our Lord, where people are actually trying to be real life imperialists, just do it at home and in, in Crusader Kings.
0: Just- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just, 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 just roll, just do the role play at home, you know, just leave it. Yeah. So Crusader Kings three, uh, one of my, like, one of this is my first, I would say this is yeah, this is my first grand strategy game and I'm, I would highly recommend anybody who has who's on pc uh is is wants to like you know get dip their toes into into the grand strategy world uh this is a good start and it is if you have games pass well uh it's 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 a nice way to spend the weekend i would say like it's a, just just try the tutorial see if you don't if you don't enjoy the tutorial like if you don't enjoy the tutorial and then when the tutorial ends like the rest of the campaign stuff then 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 it's not really for you right like but i think it's worth a shot if you if you're even Interested in, in in these grand strategy games, uh, so that's Crusader Kings Three. Um, you have some uh, not games. Um, you put uh,
1: hardware. <laughs> Just for context, in our <laughs> in our show notes, I put for my next entry SSDs. <laughs>
0: So I, I guess, I mean, sure, we can, I guess we can talk about the, the, the phenomenon,
1: the, 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 the the, sol- the solid state
0: revolution, <laughs> and the solid state revolution has arrived for console players, Uh which, you know what, I, I think that is a big deal. It is, I mean, it is a big deal for, for the console hardware to be finally on, on solid state drives for storage. Uh, because it means uh, that they can finally get loading times that are not absolutely horrendous. Uh, so how are you enjoying uh, fast loading times?
1: Well, I think, uh, I think we're still a little prefacing. Prefacing? Prefacing? Fuck words. English is a fake language. Um, so basically, when earlier in the year, if we, if we tracked my, my gamer progress through this year, right? We started the year off by trying out some streaming services, right? And I was like, wow, this is so quick to load. Turns out all you really all that really makes things load fast is a good uh processor and and a and a good SSD. <laughs> Turns out that's all that really matters. And so basically, you know, next gen came out and I'm pretty sure I have multiple times to sit on the show that I was not going to upgrade. You know, streaming is good enough for me. Turns out I bought a Series S. And um mainly mainly the the main reason, you know, is truthfully the the backlog right it's genuinely the fact that i do have this my xbox accounts 2006 i want to say right so i have outside of like progress in games and saves right also just bought games from 2006 14-ish 15 years now right of actual purchased games and as much as i want to be like yeah i don't think google's gonna shut down stadia i can i can play it on stadia i just i don't i don't want to start from scratch and 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 outside of building a gaming pc my thing it's it's never been really, like, about the cost, because I could, like, you know, save up for some, or, like, go buy used parts, right? Like, I'm not, a, I'm not opposed to that, and even then, if I spent, like, 400 I can get, like, a decent gaming PC. It's just that, like, I don't I don't want to use Windows. I already... Uh, Mac OS gives me enough of a headache, as is. Like, <laughs> I don't want to throw Windows into this mix, and so... So I was looking at this, and I'm like, he's truthfully so. We've talked about it, right? But even now that I own one, the price-to-performance ratio of what you get with the Series S, I still think, is genuinely even beats what you get with the switch you know because you do get you get a modern ryzen processor right you get a, fa- a gen 4 ssd and i mean you get scaled back on the gpu but that's fine and honestly now that i've been playing it like valhalla 60 fps ish i think it like wobbles at the 50s destiny runs at 60 right like games will run but the thing the thing that really makes it so much more palatable is just how improved the load times are because Destiny's exponentially quicker now on this SSD and it, it's just everything loads faster when it's on the SSD, but we can talk about that in a moment. <laughs> um, but I, I think that solid state drives get a shout out of their own as just a gaming thing of the year. Even even it comes from a streaming service to a PC, um, as everyone else in regular computing found out a decade ago. Good quality storage makes a hell of a difference.
0: Yeah, it it, it really does. Once uh, S- SSDs really changed the game, uh, like really, really. Like when I first started, when I first got an SSD for my for, for like a SSD for my games, I was like, holy shit! These how wow! Like it's it's amazing how fa- how much faster. Uh, you start loading games and other things, right? Like once you start using SSDs, like 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 standard spinning rust hard drives, just feel like kind of shit, like just so slow. And I
1: think noise too. I think noise is also a bigger one because I mean, there's there will be coil wine, right? I know we say like you know like uh like like the new MacBooks, right? Are virtually silent. I mean, technically, if you put your ear up to them, you could probably hear a little bit of coil wine because you you're still electrically charging, you know, like metal. So that sometimes will happen, but at the same time though with with these SSDs like it's the the Xboxes were never super loud, but they had a burr to them, right? Whereas this new one is silent. Like it is it is amazingly, well, I guess it's not amazing piece how it's built, right? Like they literally have the exhaust that touches the top case on top of the heatsink. Yeah. So it, it makes sense as to why it's this quiet, but because the thing that the only part that's generating noise really is the S or is the um fan, it is just so much quieter than anything else. I mean this rolls out to the PS5 too, right? It's not just Xbox specific, but but yeah, it's SSDs are great. Um the fact that this console only has five twelve isn't that big of a deal. The uh it's not too bad. I mean, I do only have three sixty gigs of usable space, so I still have to keep my external hard drive. But truth be told, Microsoft, if you uh i know why they haven't yet we they were talking about it before we started recording uh but if i could buy that external you know a, a ssd thing they have but a four terabyte one i would just bite the bullet close my eyes and get it even if it costs a little bit more but i know why they didn't because we're looking on amazon and like it is 700 bucks right now for a four terabyte gen 4 ssd and you can't you can't really be like yeah we'll sell you one but it's it's more than like the highest end console you have, right?
0: Right, right. At that at that price point, you're starting in, in, to do PC territory, oh, and uh, that's uh, that's that's a little that's a little too high. Four terabyte mm-hmm. these are not really common in, in the PC building space either, right? So it's like
1: that's. And weird. I mean, you could tell, you could say, "Choose to un- uninstall your games." Fuck you. That's what I'm gonna say to that. I will have 300 games installed, and you cannot. I have unlimited internet. I delete my hard drive sometimes and re-download it just to prove a point to AT What uh
0: I mean sure that's fair. I need fuck fuck ATT, so you know, that's that's fair. So uh, my next game uh is Hades and Hades, oh boy, Hades is Super Giant's latest game. It came out of early access this year, the 1.0 version came out this year. Uh and it's it's this it's a super giant game that's a roguelite. With with uh with the story um, and oh boy it is really 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 quite like honestly it's one of I would say not just my uh, one of the games of the year but also I think it's one of the best games ever made um just like from just from the art style to the to, like the visual design to the music to the to the mechanics. To the the way it tells its story and it connects it to the mechanics, like it's just so good. This is like Super Giants, like like really like one of the like they they perfected all of their all of the games before this. Like I i never like one of the things about Supergiant is that I played give there are the games before this I played Pyre I I played a little bit of Transistor. Uh, and I like didn't really enjoy Pyre or Transistor Pyre. I enjoyed a little bit more than Transistor, uh, but I never really really got into this. But Hades, like I, I, I'm just like awestruck at how kind of like they have, and they did all of this. One thing I should mention, this is important mentioning, especially in this year, uh, but always is that they made this game without any crunch. Uh, Super Giant used the early access model. To sort of develop this game over time, they used uh uh customer feedback, they they sort of slowly built this game and released the 1.0 when it was ready this year. Like, it, well, it like honestly, like this is like an incredible achievement, uh, for sure. Like, it's it's truly an amazing roguelite. Like, if you are if you're someone who enjoys roguelites, I'm not saying it's a guarantee that you'll enjoy Hades, it really depends if you really want to, like, if you if you do want to get into a story in a real light. Like, I think that's one of those things I feel like is, I mean, Hades has gotten widespread critical acclaim this year. Obviously, if you listen to, like, Waypoint and other other video game podcasts, I'm sure you've heard of Hades and how good it is. But I think one of those things is that if you really don't enjoy the story aspects of Hades, I, I'm not sure you will enjoy... I mean, it's still mechanically extremely good, so I'm not, like, saying it's it's, like, Without its story, it's not that enjoyable. But like, if the story is part of the mechanics in a way, and it is, I feel like it, it's a critical that if you if you don't enjoy the story, I feel like you're not getting the whole. You're not, I feel like you're not going to actually enjoy Hades for what it is. Uh, so, like, if you're not into that, but it is amazing. Like, if you are, if you're, if you enjoy Roguelites, you at least, uh you at least have to give this a shot. Like, it you just gotta give this one a shot. I feel like if you can't really skip this one, this is one of those things. That even if you're not into the story stuff, you gotta, gotta try it at least and see, see what it is. Um, and I know you didn't play this mostly because it's not on, uh, it's not on Xbox.
1: No, no, okay. So I, so, so no, 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 no. I bought it, remember on Steam because it has a Mac port, but then Apple was like, oh, we're going to release Apple Silicon Max later this year, right? And I have refunded it because I had no faith in them like, in Steam being a viable thing, come with some of the changes in Big Sur, right? So, like, it, I, could, I could buy it again, actually, and play through it. I'm kind of waiting for it to come to console, though, so I can, like, use my controller, right, and get a better experience.
0: Uh, yeah, yeah, no, no, I would absolutely recommend you wait for this to come to, come to Xbox. Uh, this is one of those, yeah, definitely wait.
1: But yes, yeah, it's like since it wasn't in the App Store, I was like thinking to myself, I'm like, listen, I... As you know, I, I don't I don't have faith in Valve keeping Steam on Mac OS alive or Apple keeping it a feasible thing, right? Like, I don't know who's going to be the first one to stop it from working, but I just, I would not buy a game. Even now, even though it still works, right? I would not recommend you ever buy any games on Steam on Mac, right? I just don't. I don't have faith. And, in, in, you know, Valve doesn't care much about it. It still looks like it's from Snow Leopard, right? Steam does not get, like, UI updates at all on, on Mac OS. So, like, and I, and, and I don't know, modern Apple probably is going to eventually get to a point where they won't allow, like, that kind of stuff to run, right? So, you know, I don't know who's going to be the first one to do it, but I just, I wouldn't buy anything from Steam on a Mac.
0: Right, that's fair. Uh, I would recommend waiting for the console versions. Uh, it's weird because uh, the the Switch version came out before any other console version.
1: Yeah, I, that's weird, too. Like, I don't know why they haven't ported it yet, because it's, it's, it's going to sell. I just, I just, I just... Yeah, I know it
0: will sell. I just think they prioritize Switch because Switch seems to be uh like uh like it's just like the indies are having a higher level of success on Switch at the moment, right? Like I it it just feels like if you're an indie developer like you want to prioritize your resources uh and like you want to release on Switch first because it is like it has a wide, quite a widespread user base uh and like it is like you know, like it's gonna sell a lot of copies for sure.
1: Well, I mean, you got to imagine Microsoft has probably came to them trying to get this on Game Pass, right? It would be, I, w- it would be asinine for micro- for some for whoever like does you know content acquisition right for Game Pass to not reach out to them to try and get it on Game Pass.
0: Absolutely, I think when this finally when this comes out to the other consoles, it comes out to PS4, PS5, uh, and on, on the Xbox consoles, like I would imagine Microsoft is like, you know, here, here's your, here's your fat stack of money. Uh, just put this on Games Pass because, yeah, if this is on Game Pass, I would l- love to. Like, yeah, it's, it's, I would hope it's because they like,
1: wouldn't even have to like do any press for it, right? They would just be like, Hades on Game Pass. Everyone's like, oh shit, yeah, I'll go check it out, but <laughs> I haven't checked <laughs> it out yet.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Hades is uh, like popular enough at this point that I feel like it is, it's, yeah, it's, it's definitely, yeah, Supergiant really hit it on, on 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 the, on the head with this one. Like, I, it's kind of, I don't even know how they would Im- iterate on this one, but I'm sure they can figure it out. Like, it has been an incredible experience to play. I actually got the credits uh, rolling through for this game uh, yesterday. Uh, so so that is, I mean, that's the main story quest done, but there's still a bunch of, like, side quests and stuff to do and, like, things to unlock for sure in that game. So I'm going to slowly keep buying that game. But, like, I, I finished the main story, uh, and I'm happy with, with, with what happened and stuff. It's a, it's, it's a fun game uh that's that is Hades so you want to talk about some multiplayer games right like so we want to go through these real quick I feel like
1: yeah I think we should just lump like multiplayer games together maybe not like individual ones because I think mostly what what the reason why we're playing this here is that um obviously for 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 COVID reasons right Twenty um twenty was not a year and I mean honestly this year too um, unless you're unless you're rioting apparently um white-on-white crimes out of... out of I'm going to stop making jokes now. But outside of... Obviously, outside of COVID, right? It was sort of... Multiplayer games became, I think, not more of a of a thing, obviously, because I play Destiny all the time, right? So, obviously, it was, that's multiplayer. But rather, it became more of a vehicle for, for communication, right? Because obviously, you can show people on Discord servers, but it's like, hey, while we're chilling, you know, let's hop into Warzone, let's hop into Minecraft. Like, something I've been doing a lot more family members, right? was playing a lot of Minecraft. And so... What I, you know, the reason I'm putting them here is not that the games are good because Minecraft and Warzone are good games, but rather I think a gaming experience of the year was the amount of time I spent having fun with people in those games, right? And I think that's warrant bringing up.
0: Yeah, exactly. I agree. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I spent, uh, like, we played a lot of Warzone, right? We played a lot of Battle Royales in general this year, right?
1: Like, more. I think we, we, we tried a lot of different Battle Royales Spell Break, honorable mention, but not really the best.
0: No, the spell break, yeah, spell break gets an honorable mention for sure. It's an interesting concept for uh, a Royale for sure. And I wish the developers the best. They seem like they know what they're doing uh, and they have a decent game on their hands for sure. I, like it seems popular, for sure, at least. It has a decent user base um, and interesting mechanics. So, you know, it's, it's uh, we played a lot of uh, Apex Legends. Shout out to the Brown Girls Squad got rampart and loba you know, <laughs> the best, best best characters yeah the best yeah you got the representation we need uh in video games finally um yeah uh rampart and, and loba are good um what oh, like we played uh we played warzone we played call of duty right uh just call of duty called the backups cold war god that name is so bad uh so yeah we we played a lot like uh uh what else i think that's i i sort of stopped playing overwatch uh well i didn't stop but i sort of really uh like sort of was scaled back the amount of overwatch i played in 2020 just because i was just like kind of burned out uh on playing the game so so that was that was that uh, but yeah, I play. I played a lot of uh, Warzone. I played a lot of Apex Legends.
1: Yeah, and when when, uh, when Destiny finally gets crossplay later this year, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna drag you down that rabbit hole.
0: Uh yeah, yeah. We, we we're gonna be doing Iron Banana, uh, soon Yeah, yeah. So so uh, I I guess uh, let's um, let's talk about my uh, next game of the year, uh, which is a single player game, not a multiplayer game. It is uh. Ghost of Tsushima uh which uh i think is i think really gets really just it's just a, just a extremely solid like open world game it's not doing anything particularly uh new uh necessarily but everything that it's uh it's done sucker punch did uh extremely well like the mechanics feel re- really really good uh like the especially the combat system is extremely Nice like it should be fun to play. Like the Perry system especially just nailed it. Absolutely. Really, really good. The environment design is really nice. The sort of like the uh the story is like it's fine. It's not like I wouldn't call it like an amazing story, but I don't think it was like terrible either. It was just sort of like average. Uh like, you know, it's fine. Uh but I did I just enjoyed just sort of riding around the world, just sort of being a samurai and, you know, having those cool cinematics and, and uh, like, lo- lots of opportunities for photo mode stuff to do, the game is very, very pretty, uh, and but the game was struggling on the PS4 Pro, uh, I could hear the PS4 Pro's fans, like, absolutely having a wild time, because this one was just it like, it was running at 30 frames, but when the weather effects kicked in, the PS4 was like, well, uh, I'm about to turn up my fans as well because uh, it's, it's getting hot. Like, it's, it's, it looks, it looks amazing for, and it's a, it's a technical masterpiece, right? Like, it runs, no screen tearing and solid 30 frames. Like, I, like that, like, that is by itself, I think, a technical masterpiece uh, on S- suck punch's punch Yeah, and this game came out this year uh, and and not really much. It wasn't really that buggy or anything. It, it was a pretty solid game. Um, it had some uh, nice um, accessibility options for sure as well. So you know, it's good on Sucker Punch for that. I I just enjoyed it. I just it's like it's like a throwback. Feels like it's like a throwback to the, old, the Assassin's Creed Two style of uh, open world. Like it just sort of that sort of the era of open world that you don't see from Ubisoft anymore uh, is here. It's uh, it's 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 fun. It's good if you have a if you have a PS4 or a PS4 Pro, uh, give it a shot. Like if you like open world games, uh, it's it's definitely worth a shot, I think. So I mean, you didn't play this one as well because this is you don't have a PS4 or a PS5. It, it is out on PS5 as well now, uh, and the PS5 version.
1: Yeah, a sixty, uh, four K sixty mode on PS5. Yeah,
0: it look it looks looks quite good. Uh, so I'm. I'm actually like like, like I mean I'm not gonna buy a PS5 just to play this game again. But like, if you if you're getting a PS5, like I and you like open world games, like this one is just like I I feel like you gotta pick this one up for sure. It's it's gonna look amazing uh, and play amazing as well. Like those animations are really good. Uh, so that's Ghost of Tsushima. Uh, it's 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 good. It's 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 kind of did not get a lot of lot Of critical acclaim, I feel like because uh, journalists were like, This is just uh, just another open world game, it's kind of boring. Um, so that's 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 really, I think, why Ghost of Tsushima sort of just kind of arrived and then people stopped talking about it. Like, it's just sort of like kind of one of those games that just happened this year. Um, so that's that's uh, that's Ghost of Tsushima, just solid entry, like final entry into the PS4 exclusives category, right? Like, either in the this is the this was the final no this wasn't the final ps4 exclusive right the Boz morales game also came out
1: well final ps4 exclusive as an only on ps4 before the next gen right
0: yeah only on ps4 yeah yeah
1: yeah
0: okay so that's ghost sushima uh you want to talk about destiny you want to talk about the
1: i mean we just bring it up like yeah uh, you know destiny best shooter out here um all y'all all y'all on the subreddit whack crying about pvp First and foremost, why are you playing PvP in this game? Like, it, it, it was—it's never been good to begin with. Uh, jokes aside, though. Jokes aside, I think I think Beyond Light was a good soft reset for the series. Actually, it's a very great entry point. Like this, even if don't hop on the subreddit in general. Don't go on Reddit, but if you go, if you go onto the subreddit and you see people crying, those are like. It's like it's like the the Apple bloggers crying about like a DNS responder, right? And Ma- a Mac OS. No one actually gives a fuck, right? It only affects them cuz like it breaks their network attack storages, right? Like sure. If you if you're knees deep into this shit, okay, fair enough, there are complaints. I have my complaints as well. But like, for a new player that doesn't have any any of the legacy in their head about this game, it is absolutely a great starting point. And for people who have not played in a while, this is a great new starting point too to just be... I'm I i want to get back to it at some point. Uh I mean I would say wait until crossplay comes out because this is still a game that shines when you play with your friends, right? Um so once crossplay comes out, you know, we can get the squad, we can start doing some dungeons, you know, we can be living our best lives, but but I think that for what it contains, what it has, it is a good game. Um I do think though that like 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 we've, we've been talking about, like I talked about, this game's not made or crunch. Final Fantasy fourteen absolutely is Activision Blizzard act, a- absolutely does crunch their employees. So all these complaints about the lack of content, it's sort of like is is this you know we still don't know, and I don't know even in like I don't think there'd be enough Jason Schreier reports in the world to truthfully say right if this is what we should expect out of a company of no crunch right that treats their employees humanely or if there actually is improvements in the process that that have been blocking this game from shining as much as it can right like I I that is such a hard hard decision or to sort of come to yeah it is it's it's it's, it's, I, it's like yeah i think that's a hard story to
0: even tell right like how do you even tell begin what, what's the angle of that story like it's like just yeah like i we wouldn't have, like i like destiny 2's flaws How like it's i don't know like some of it feels just like boneheaded game design stuff rather than like any sort of systemic problems at the company
1: uh right yeah because if you look at like if you look at like forsaken right where forsaken was the two years ago that expansion that objectively had the most content because it was like how activision does with um call of duty like six uh, you know helper studios that all get tasked on to building content ultimately what happened you got a bunch you got consistently got new stuff and none of it mattered right i don't think that more manpower fixes a game's issue it's more about what you do with the content you have versus making a fuck ton of it. I think WoW runs into this problem too where a lot of the time like what happens with WoW is that they make new things and inter- and then like you know it just sits there because it's no longer relevant and it's hard to revitalize. Um and I think Final Fantasy 14 just consistently has content drops and I think some of the core systems in it lend itself to being replayed a lot but you sort of it's it I it's it's like I, but then again like you know Final Fantasy 14 and WoW are also made of so much crunch that i i can't i don't want to rather have the conversation of is destiny better you know at managing content than these games are because that that is assuming that it, that is you know normalizing the crunch that happens in those in those other games rather than you know saying that that's a problem so if, i don't know and honestly too if you're new to this game none of these complaints matter because you you know you This is like old, grumpy players who've been playing the series for seven years. This is when you start to reach the point of thinking, you know, going down this path of conversation. If you're new to the game, there's plenty enough for you to do. The gameplay systems are still fresh and fun. It's just that for existing players who want their ultra hardcore modes, the game doesn't have that. Bungie will always err on the sides of making more accessible content than making more hardcore content, which ultimately helps in the long run, I think, because making a game an elite, you know, you know, you know what happens when you prioritize elite gamers. Sorry, elite gamers. You get the fucking marauder and doom eternal, right? That's that's what you get. Yeah, mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah. I, like I, I mean, obviously, like you want to appeal, like destiny, like they, they want to, like you know, be sustainable as a long term business, right? Like that's also a thing, right? It's like you don't, you don't want to alienate the casual player base because the casual player base. Is what you need to, you know, sustain the game. As as like as much as the sort of the hardcore minority in the subreddit or whatever complains about not having about Bungie catering to to the quote unquote casuals, uh like without the casuals, they wouldn't have a game to really enjoy, right? Like it's just that's not how ga- games have ever worked, right? You can't just designed for the minority of players who. It it would be like if Overwatch like only like only just only catered to the like the top five hundred players in uh, like the players in the top five hundred bracket. Like if if an Overwatch League players. Like right? if it if it only catered to the players who play at the highest skill level. Right. Like that's not how you make a popular game. Right. Like that's not that's not it. Right. Like that's that's not that's not the way. You'd, Design like you—you you have a scale, like you have a curve, right? Like you have the casual stuff, you have the stuff that's a little diff- little hardcore, as then the stuff that's like really, really hard, right? Like that's for like a minority of players who really want to get into it. So, like you don't you don't design for that minority of players, right? And Destiny Two, I feel like Destiny, has, like Bungie, has always sort of balanced that pretty well, for, even with Destiny One and in Destiny Two, like it, it sort of felt like even if you not want to get into like the really endgame stuff, like. Like the raids and stuff like you could still enjoy the game quite a bit, and like I, I never I've never done a raid, like and I still would say i uh enjoyed destiny too, right like I enjoyed playing what I played off. I enjoyed the story content, I did enjoyed some of the strikes, I enjoyed like the dun- the one dungeon we did that was kind of fun.
1: I think not to interrupt too. I think it also is important to speak about raids for a moment because Bungie has very much changed the raid philosophy. PSO Last Wish, which was in Forsaken, which people consider to be the best expansion, had a raid that took 24 hours to complete for the first clear. It The last raid, three hours, I think, right? And that's made the uh, hardcore player base upset, right? People are upset that it's more accessible to do this six-person activity, right? Where it's like, I... Listen, it's just me, all right? It, it's just me. This is This is just my perspective. But maybe, maybe a 24-hour death run for a bunch of streamers online or people in general to get it done for the first time maybe might not be a good thing but what do i know what what do i know no yeah yeah that doesn't i
0: that's just like i feel like that's one of those things where as a game developer, you're just like just ignore that sort of feedback right like you can't can't really like that sort of feedback has no like sensible basis in reality right like That's, like, even, even I think, people who play Destiny on the regular would agree that they don't want to, like, just be raids, just be so much fucking long, so so much longer, because it's, like, that's time, bro. People don't have time. Uh, It's uh, nobody, there are people here, people have other stuff to do other than play Destiny, it turns out. Uh, So, you know, it's, 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 uh, they can't really be out here making. Ginormous long raids that take forever to finish, like you know, like that's that's not that's not it. Uh, so Destiny Two Beyond Light, um, I will at some point when it, when the crossplay stuff comes out, I will buy the expansion and the and, and the whatever the season is at that point uh, and, and and play it. So we'll 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 probably come back to Destiny Two on this podcast. as is we are cursed.
1: Is if there's I would say on the bingo card, it's as a video game series, Assassin's Creed and Destiny, I've did the searches come up more than anything else. Um so you know, you know. You know,
0: you know, and so speaking of Assassin's Creed, I gotta talk about <laughs> Valhalla uh, That's gonna be the last game on my list because I we already talked about Warzone. I feel I don't I don't really wanna talk about it again, but uh Valhalla uh was one of the games I put in this year I have a lot of like my like a lot of criticisms I guess of the sort of some of the mechanical systems in this game so Valhalla is set in uh, set in like uh oh what is it set in the 800s what what like I forgot the year but it is like it is like Vikings in England and stuff so it's around that sort of period and you play as Eivor, uh, who is uh who is a Viking from Norway. Uh and I I think mechanically, one of the biggest problems with this game is that the combat just feels uh kind of sloppy, right? Like it just like it just feels a little like I don't like it's hard to like talk about this in a like it with sent with with words, but when you are playing this game, like it just sort of feels like everything you do feels just just a tad bit off right like especially one of the things i'll bring up as a big example is the parry system in this game and the parry system in this game is hot trash like i'll just say it's just bad like it just feels like you might as well not parry right like i i think i mentioned this with this game first on our episode on this game is that like the parry system just feels like hot trash right like i think you'll agree that the parry system feels like kind of like just kind of like a matter of luck more than of timing right like sometimes if you even if you hit the timing it seems like you didn't hit the timing like it just feels just jank uh so that's like the mechanical stuff i think where this game shines though is i think the game's sort of arc based story format and the way these little stories tie together in the overarching narrative is one of those things that i think is a very good way of telling a story like this. Uh, it just, I feel like it works quite well to have sort of these, over, sort of have little separate stories with, char- with characters with their own little problems and worlds and, and all their little quests. And I'll tie that up into a, into a central sort of overarching narrative. And I think that worked really, really well in Valhalla, I feel like. And, I, and as as with Odyssey like like it 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 I think Eivor is a better more interesting character than uh than uh Cassandra more that more because she's more fleshed out I feel like in in, in the story in, in characterization and like it's just it just sort of feels like Cassandra was just kind of like I it feel felt a little single-minded uh in the, in the main story of uh in, in Odyssey, but in it in just feels a little bit well, more more well-rounded. Uh like she has other interests than you know just doing the just the story stuff. Uh so yeah, Valhalla is, is pretty good. It's 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 uh I would say it's the best of the new style of uh Assassin's Creed, like the stuff after uh from Origins onwards uh like the sort of the new rpgs uh so i think this is one of the better ones uh so yeah you played valhalla as well so like what do you like what do you think what do you think of valhalla like, i didn't i know you didn't finish it but you know you played enough of it to have
1: it i got 40 hours into it and i was like it's fine you know I, I i mean i got 40 hours into it so i mean i definitely had fun playing it but um yeah it's it's a uh you know Ubisoft games remind me of what I think I I'm pretty sure I made this metaphor before so I apologize if I did. I honestly I don't know if I have said it to you before but I don't know if I said it on the podcast but Ubisoft games nowadays remind me of um uh, multiple counts really. Uh the uh what what what, what trappers what, what trap rappers do on on Spotify, right? Like like Lowzy Vert, like Lowzy Vert, right? Drop the 24 album, you know, the 24 song album, then drop the deluxe one next week and then just have like There's a couple of songs that will reach the charts, right? But the entire album as a whole really needed some editing. But you know, since there's enough content in rotation, it makes people feel like they're getting a lot out of it. And you know, certain bits and pieces will still make the the good stuff will bubble its way to the top, right? I don't think it's maybe the right way to do it because it absolutely you know isn't as objectively like a quality package. But it's just throwing everything at the table and then seeing what sticks for like sixty hours. And that's sort of what uh, I feel like Ubisoft does with their games nowadays.
0: Yeah. And I feel like it'll be remiss to uh, talk about these Ubisoft games and not mention the systemic problems at uh, Ubisoft. Uh, As you may have heard, if you follow the games, if you follow games news, uh, this year, uh, like 2020, like if you follow all the stuff of the, all the various things all the all the uh like abuse allegations and abuse uh news that that's come out of you know uh Ubisoft which is as far as I can tell is a very rotten company uh inside. Uh so there there is that. Uh we should we should at least mention that I feel like it's important to mention that. Uh I that those are my games of the year. I like I, uh, like I, I had Warzone on this list, but Warzone we already talked about. So I, I think that's that's gonna be the games. Do, do we do we still have time for the chat app discourse?
1: We we always have time for chat app discourse. All right, we always have time for chat app discourse. Okay,
0: so we have two sto- two stories, right? We have uh, somehow two somehow this week just has had two big chat app related stories. It's kind of incredible to me. Uh, the first one was. Um, there was, uh, uh, a, 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 like, a, a independent security researcher, Ahmed Hassan, uh, released a, a blog post about, uh, tele, telegram feature that, uh, is, is the one where you can find people who use telegram near you and have the feature turned on. Right. Uh, is, that's what the feature is, right? Like it's the, it's the way you can find people near me feature. Right. Uh, and he said that if this this feature can be abused to like find out exactly like where you are using sort of like a sort of like a i guess you could call it like a like a triangulation method right like sort of you try to like you sort of you have a some rough location and then you start like sort of triangulating and you you can exploit the way the 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 feature works to find out where somebody exactly is right which uh, like, and Telegram, and the biggest problem with this is that Telegram said that this is like this is this is fine, like this is not a security vulnerability. Like this is the this is just the location feature. It, that's it's working as intended, right? That that was uh, it 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 is it was like they didn't consider it a security vulnerability. Uh, so that is that is the news for tel- like on Telegram, and um. And the thing is, uh, like, like I think he, Ahmed mentioned that he also like, like in, in uh, like a few years ago, he he found a similar issue in Line. Right, Line is another uh, huge uh, messaging yeah, app. Yeah, more uh, popular, most popular in popular Japan. In, yeah, in Asia, in Japan, uh, and he 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 reported there, and Line uh, actually took it seriously and fixed the. The issue by adding like a, r- a random number to the user's destination, right? Like to the r- user's location rather, like and they paid uh, a bounty for it. So, so I, I, I just think that even if you think this is like a feature where, yeah, obviously your location is you are broadcasting your location to to this app, right? You are broadcasting your. Like not, yeah. I mean, precise location is is correct. It is like you're broadcasting your precise location to your to your to this to Telegram, and Telegram then shares it with 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 your contacts, presumably. But like, they really should make it so that it is not as precise and uh, a little bit more coarse. Right? Like, I I really think that they should have taken this one a little bit seriously. Like, even if they think that this is just like, you know, this is not, this feature is not turned on by default, right? So if you have if you use Telegram and have not explicitly turned this feature on, it is not turned on. So, you know, the, there is that, but I, they really should just, you know, like fix, like kind of like do what line did and, and add like a bit of like uh, noise to the location data essentially. To make it not as not as precise it like i i, I don't
1: know like, i think the i think the thing with this that that mostly put it over the edge for me um as we'll talk about in a moment, probably talk about what we've done with with the telegram but um i think that it's their attitude towards it right because you, you sort of telegram by the way is also the company that um i, I believe their crypto still is an open source right or something like that like i don't i think like the telegram protocol is like its own custom thing that's been problematic for years right like, I don't think anyone's been able to, like, publish an exact exploit, right? But it's like the they're not using the signal protocol. They're not using a common standard. They have their own sort of obfuscated standard, right? So for me, it's that the attitude they're displaying here rather than because they, they try to present themselves as a privacy conscious security first, you know, chat app. A security first privacy conscious chat app would take location in the same vein as say messages being snooped on, right, that sort of end-end encrypted data, you would assume, but they don't, so that that plus telegram's past behavior just makes me suspicious if they actually care, or if it's more of just like marketing right than, than actually you know any sort of any sort of technical prowess that they have in, in how they build their software to, to truly be, you know, as they say, privacy and security conscious
0: right. Uh, and and I, I think this was sort of like, it, I don't think it got reported on too much, but telegram is, is uh, about to s- start monetizing uh, its user base uh, soon using like uh, ads, uh, ad based monetization. I believe, I think it was mentioned like the, the owner of uh, telegram mentioned it in some, in some uh, announcement uh and I would imagine if you are monetizing your users via ads, one of the things that ad that ad vendors love is location data, right, right, right. So, like location data is huge, hugely valuable. Remember when iOS added that thing where it would tell you when, uh, when, and where, and how many times an app was uh, like requesting your location data. Like, think about that for a second, and, and the ad vendors and tracking vendors got really mad about that one because because people were turning off like you know location uh, access for for apps, and it is because location is usually valuable to like these the data companies because it allows them to do more better uh, ad uh, personalization, right? Like, to use your location to give you location specific ads uh, and stuff like. That. Right. So, so I am suspicious of this exactly at this point because of the, of the news of the, of the monetization thing and also that they don't consider it a security vulnerability where they have to, your precise location, uh, to their credit, it is not turned on by default. So I will give them that bit, but also, yes, I find their attitude to be quite, uh, quite concerning. Like it is like, what do you have this sort of thing? Like, like I feel like even if you don't think it is actually a security issue, you should just you know mitigate it anyway using the way Line did it. Like it just just do that thing, uh, unless unless you think that location data is going to be valuable to you very soon. Uh, so I am I'm, I'm not I'm not like I'm majorly happy. And we, I mean, we started using we moved to Signal, uh, but I still have Telegram. Uh, installed and I do use it for a couple people that are on tele- Telegram only. Basically, uh, yeah. I I mean I could be I should be able to like. There's a couple things that I need to change. I one of my one one of the uh, my my network monitoring system for my uh, my local home network. Actually, one of the alerts goes to Telegram, but I can change it. I just haven't gone around to you know uh, changing the configuration for that dude be something else instead and just just be email instead just remove telegram instead entirely but yeah like telegram i i still have it i will probably eventually delete it we'll see i i i still have it for one this one group chat that i'm in uh so for, shout out to sh- chat app fragmentation
1: uh use i mean honestly as much as i want to as, as i say every time we talk about chat apps I could be like, oh, these all have problems. I still have Facebook messenger on my phone to talk to like two people. So, I mean, really, obviously the the world I would want is for you to buy a Mac. So you can now use iMessage or Apple to put iMessage on iCloud.com. So yeah, just, we could, just, we could, we could use iMessage. Web app, so all I would just have is good discord, iMessage and that Facebook messenger thing for like one person. So, you know, that would, and if she, if you don't listen, but if you, if you ever bought an iPhone, please, please buy an iPhone or, or turn on international texting for your phone number. Fuck. Anyways, um, that's besides the point. <laughs> (laughs) speaking speaking of
0: facebook uh we should we should mention the other the the second story the second chat app story uh is uh, a whatsapp related and uh this week whatsapp gave their users uh essentially an ultimatum uh which is that if you want to keep using whatsapp you have to share your whatsapp data with facebook or stop using the app uh so whatsapp data is now being like like the the privacy policy, uh, there's a new terms and pri- privacy policy, right? Like, like how WhatsApps.
1: Well, I mean, it's been like this, but they're now in- enforcing it, right? Like they made a couple of changes like this earlier last year, but now they're finally enforcing it. And you know, finally, at like their deadline.
0: I so so what what so what are some of the data that like you know WhatsApp collects that just for like context is like you know users' phone numbers, other people's phone numbers stored in address books uh profile names profile pictures status messages diagnostic data from the app logs uh location data as well does that uh, whatsapp can collect location data uh I don't I don't know actually if whatsapp it has any location-based features uh so uh, like I, I I don't know about that uh but this means that whatsapp all of whatsapp data is going to be uh shared with Facebook uh and what that what does that like really mean, but right? is that does that I mean WhatsApp has been using Facebook infrastructure since well since when it was bought by Facebook, right? Like it is it is like it is using Facebook infrastructure. It is owned by Facebook.
1: I think it's basically tied into the ad network, right? And that's what it is. Oh, I see. Okay. Okay. So that's and one of the things I, I feel like we should
0: mention, it's this is even more important than the Telegram thing, is that WhatsApp is like WhatsApp is huge. Like it has 2 billion, that's billion with capital B, right? Like 2 billion users. Uh, And that is not a number to be taken lightly, right? Like 2 billion is absurd. Like it is like entire countries just use WhatsApp as their messaging service, right? Like just, just straight up. Like it's, I know it's hugely popular in Europe. I know it's hugely popular in Southeast Asia, right? I know it's hugely popular, probably in South America as well, right? Like I would imagine, like WhatsApp is just massively popular, um, and it's just sort of I, I I'm not I I don't like, it. but it is not gonna necessarily really diminish WhatsApp's dominance in the chat app market. Um, unfortunately, like it's it's still gonna be it's still gonna be popular, uh, <laughs> but yeah. Uh, that that's that's what like i I don't know like, I don't use whatsapp anymore, so at least uh for that, I am grateful uh, that's not another chat app I have to keep installed uh but I know you you have to use whatsapp right
1: oh no, i don't use whatsapp yeah, yeah no 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 yeah, yeah, i mean it's like i said yeah it's facebook messenger that's the one that i'm I'm still stuck on, but yeah whatsapp i mean i was, I was joking that we should switch to whatsapp, but uh nah nah it's all gucci um i like I tell you listen, listen, listen. The not all tech monopolies are bad. I'm kidding, they're all bad. But but living in an iMessage only world for the most part has not been one of the worst things that come out of this tech monopoly. <laughs> it's not one of you know, it iMessage works well enough. You know, it strips out AMP out of every AMP article you put in there, which is still the funniest thing that someone at Apple got that approved. Well, you didn't know that? Yeah, yeah, I'm a, I will I will text you an AMP article real quick. And um it should strip it out. Let me go to Oh my god. I actually how do I find? What, how do I find an amp article? How do I find an amp article? <laughs> okay, I'm gonna search for. If, I AMP. think if you search, if you search at Google
0: search, it'll probably link you to an amp article.
1: Uh, but yeah, like
0: that's interesting. I didn't know I message did sort of uh like basically like replace the amp article with with the actual article. Uh, that, that's that's. Well, that let's is see, amp I don't think cool. about WhatsApp is. I should mention is its end-to-end encryption is the like the same protocol as the uh, the the, the no, it's called I think the noise protocol I believe it's called the noise protocol which um, uses uh, the the same protocol as Signal uh, to 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 use do uh, end-to-end encryption. So if you're using WhatsApp, uh, you 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 probably see the like, little thing where it says the chat is end-to-end encrypted. Uh, so it is. It is using. It is using the. Uh, it is using the Open Whisper Systems protocol. Uh, called what is it? I forget what it's called. The Signal Protocol. I just call it the Signal Protocol because it is where the Signal was the originators of that specific protocol.
1: I, I can't find an amp article. Which I mean, I, I'm not complaining about it. Really, it, I'm not complaining about this. But yeah, I'm sorry, I can't find one. But I'm. I, I'm. I, I know I'm not making this up. Am I? Am I making it up? Let me see. I message amp article. Let's let's look this up, and I will find this. I will find this. I have faith. I have faith. Let me see.
0: <laughs> this, is, this this is like the weirdest shape the broad twist is. It's not only we're looking for amp articles. Like truly,
1: yeah. I, I I I could have sworn amp articles. I message. Come on, Google, don't fail me. Don't don't fail me. What do we get? Yes, Safari and iOS 11 strips Google amp links down to original URL. There you go. That's what I was looking for. So Safari
0: does not not iMessage.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if you if you text someone, so if I hit share rate and I send you an amp article from Safari, it will turn it back into a regular one. Oh man,
0: that is like a subtle fuck you to Google. I love it. Uh, I do love that. That is that is good. I, I mean, fuck amp to be honest. Just. Just in general, uh, but yeah. So that I think we should wrap up. Uh, we should wrap up this. This. Yeah, it's
1: lunchtime. It's lunchtime.
0: It's lunchtime. <laughs> it's lunchtime. Uh, it is. It's. We have been going for one and a half hours. I hope y'all enjoyed our video games and chat apps. A little bit of chat app discourse is a treat. Uh, I, as always, uh, show notes will be on two shades of brown dot com. You can send us an email uh, if you don't like using chat apps, and who does. Uh, you can send, uh, an email to contact at two shades of com if you want to uh, provide some feedback or whatever. If you want to, if you want to talk about your favorite chat app, don't, don't tell me about XMPP. I will, I will publicly uh, <laughs> shame you on the timeline. Do not do that. Yeah, you are forward. If you, if you send me an email with, with mentioning how good XMPP is, I will shame you. Uh, so don't do that. Uh, and you can find me on on Mastodon at Packacad at ten forward social and my website uh dot com uh, and just uh, where do people find you on on the inner inner web
1: list. so um, Funimation's web player right so basically <laughs> basically I've been I've been watching you know anime again right and there's VRV Crunchyroll right and the Funimation of course has their own site and so the The fun thing about Funimation's web players, I think I might have mentioned it once or twice, I definitely have posted about it online, is that their ad CDN never loads for me, right? I can, I don't pay, well, we'll get to this. So I I don't, I wasn't paying for it. And like, I never got ads to load. And I thought to myself, first, I'm like, okay, I'm on Safari, you know, I got the ad blocker on. So it's probably that, right? Because there's some streaming services like Twitch, right, who have gotten around it. So I'm like, you know, let's turn it off because I was just curious, right? I'm like, I haven't paid for this. And I've watched so much fucking anime on here. Let me turn off. I don't have a, you know, I don't use a pie hole anymore at my home. You know, it's just, you know, ad blocker in the browser. So I turned it off. Ads still weren't playing. Pulled it up on my phone, did the native app, no ads. On the Xbox, no ads. The Apple TV app requires that you have a paid account to use it, which I mean, is one way to circumvent this problem, I guess, on their side. So I'm like, (laughs) I'm thinking, I'm like, maybe what's going on here? I'm like, well, uh, right, ITP, Intelligent um, Tracking Prevention on Safari. Maybe that's what's causing it, right? So like, I turn it off on all my devices, load it, no ads. So I'm like, let's go to Google Chrome. <laughs> let's go to Google Chrome, sign in with a Google account, and turn on ad tracking. No ads. <laughs> <laughs> this is It's just broken. It's just broken. I oh. got it to display ads once, and I was streaming it to the Chromecast. I, pl- I hooked up, I pulled out my Chromecast out of my drawer, plugged it into the TV, got got to show ads that way. And so eventually, just because I kind of felt bad, I just started paying for it. You know, it's five bucks a month. <laughs> I was feeling bad. I'm like, I've watched so much ads Well, that's a strategy.
0: That's a strategy where it's like, you just feel bad because their are ads ad- code is so broken that it can display ads like that's incredible
1: like I, I had the most amount of tracking I think you could have turned on just temporarily right I probably you know now I'm in 40 databases but like I was like you know what I just want to give them a fair chance because I just I've watched so much anime on there with no ads and every time I finish a show they're like hey if you want to see this you know of ad free next time try out premium I'm like I'm already on premium I'm on the freemium bro <laughs> I, I'm giving freemium a whole new name what you talking about this is what you mean you tied up for premium <sighs> I, that's amazing I, I
0: i don't even know how you fuck up de- delivering ads that badly truly that's it's incredible uh
1: but yeah but that means uh, i can now finish love live. so we can re- we can resume our love life corner because that's finished airing so i still have more thoughts um and and as as always you know y'all can find me online shows find out website and i am looking into MeWe because i did see from an ars technica comment that that is a great <laughs> chat app. No 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 no, no
0: no 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 absolutely do not do not, do not, do not. Do not do not engage with that. Uh, but as always, uh good goodbye. <laughs> goodbye.
1: Uh, good goodbye, y'all. Stay safe. Um, stay stay away from the the bookings and and whatever else. Uh, the olive gardens too, the endless bread passes. You know, stay away from all that noise. Uh, and we'll see y'all next week where we talk about Samsung phones. <laughs> see ya.